Support for the Roster Watch podcast and for the Tradecast comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code ROSTERWATCH at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code ROSTERWATCH. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast brought to you by rosterwatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap. This is the week eight DFS walkthrough and breakdown for the main slate on DraftKings and FanDuel. Going to try and knock it out today because it's actually my daughter's birthday party. There's a bunch of kids uh, coming to the house here in the next 20 to 30 minutes and um, a big LOL surprise doll bouncy house. A couple of haystacks. My daughter wanted this to be a fall festival, so there's pumpkin painting. There's all this bullshit. I'm going to need to do that stuff with her ASAP, but we're just going to get started, uh, run through this as quick as possible. As always, guys, if you enjoy the podcast, we go to, as you can see, we, we um, take a lot of time to get this done for you, take time away from our families, and... This content we know is important, so we get it up, but we would really, really appreciate you supporting us by going to rosterwatch.com and getting a pro membership. If you already are a pro member or if you just simply can't afford it, we understand, um, even though it's cheaper than a cup of coffee. But what you can afford to do is just to go into iTunes or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now, give us a five-star rating and review. That goes a very long way as well with helping us to get some of these advertisers. Okay, um, Seattle to Atlanta. Seattle is a seven-point favorite here in this game. It looks like the over-under has gone from a 53 to now 52-and-a-half. Um, this game at Atlanta, we have 85% of the money on the or 85% of the public bets on the under, along with 85% of the money. We have 77% of the public bets on Seattle, 63% of the public bets uh, or on the Seahawks. So maybe a little bit of sharp support here for the Atlanta Falcons to cover at home for their head coach, Dan Quinn, so he does not get fired as Atlanta is one and six. Uh, the big news here in this game, of course, Matt Ryan coming back into focus. And I, I, whenever I looked at our models for DraftKings and FanDuel, I thought it was interesting because whenever you look at the uh, pricing for these guys. So let me just pull up our ranking sheet. You can see you can see that Matt Ryan is basically the same. He's actually so he's six thousand on DraftKings, seventy six hundred on FanDuel. And so basically he's like one percent of your salary better on DK than he is on FanDuel, right? He's he's actually a better play on DraftKings price per dollar than he's on FanDuel. But he popped in our FanDuel models because our FanDuel models realized that when you look at the wide receiver positions in this game, you have Julio Jones, who is um, 2% cheaper on on uh, FanDuel. He's 7,700 on DraftKings, only 7,800 on FanDuel. We know that that is important because the salary cap on DraftKings is only 50000 as compared to the salary cap on FanDuel is 60000 So when it's basically the same price on both, it's a lot better of a deal on FanDuel. 
You also have Calvin Ridley, who is cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Just an absolute smash of a price over there on FanDuel at 5,400 as opposed to the 5,600 on DK. So 2 to 3% cheaper over there as far as uh, a percentage of your total salary cap. So if we're going to have both those guys on the cheat sheet, what the model said is we need to have Matt Ryan because what good is it to have those <laughs> stack with those two guys if we do not have the quarterback? So clearly both those guys are in play. Calvin Ridley was excellent in the slot last season whenever uh, Mohamed Sanu did not play. And now that Mohamed Sanu is a New England Patriot, we're going to see an awful lot more of that dude. Um out of the slot and you know Dan Quinn has said this week he's you know this means Calvin Ridley is going to be an every down player we told you from training camp when we were there in Atlanta that some of those local beat reporters have said look man Julio Jones is always going to be the one here but if, if, you, if you look at 2A and 2B it's kind of like Muhammad Sanu from a playing time perspective of the 2A so losing that guy a uh, big big deal for Calvin Ridley I'm not interested in Russell Gage who should be stepping in uh, to maybe play more of an outside role but maybe in deep dynasty leagues, whatever. We're not here to talk dynasty. We're here to talk this week in DFS. Calvin Ridley should be in play. Um, Julio Jones certainly in play. Devontae Freeman, what the fuck was he doing last week trying to hit Aaron Donald in the face? For one, Aaron Donald's wearing a helmet. For two, asshole, what are you doing? That guy could kick your ass. Uh, I mean, Devontae Freeman versus Aaron Donald? I've stood next to both those men. And let me tell you, Aaron Donald would, would crush him like a little pipsqueak. Um... So we'll get him back this week. No one's going to play him because they think he's such a dirt ball for getting thrown out last week when so many people were so heavy on that Atlanta-Los Angeles Rams game. Uh, I think you can probably go back to him. I mean, with so many people going to be on the pass game on either side of this, it's probably actually a, a nice pivot to possibly look at Devontae Freeman and a spot where he could come, maybe a little bit of revenge, come back and try to not look like such a dumbass. Um, on the Seattle side, oh, and then Hooper, of course, always play Hooper. It feels like the tight end position, just play the, play the good tight ends. Like, it's just, I mean, Hooper's probably in the best spot of all these guys. Seattle's the number four matchup of the week via the roster watch matchup tool. I mean, this, this guy's getting 17.8 fantasy points per game in PPR. He's getting 7.86 targets, 6.57 receptions per game. The only, I mean, his target market share is at 19%. His weighted opportunities at 40%. Um, the only place where he might not be quite where the Darren Waller is, where the Darren Wallers of the world, the George Kittles of the world, the Kelseys and the Hunter Henrys is at his air yards market share, uh, just 16%. So not quite the air yards, but he's right there with like Hunter Henry. Um, no, I'm sorry. Hunter Henry's at 22%. Evan Ingram, uh, you know, 18%. Um, right there with like the Gerald Everett's of the world. So he, he is being used as sort of a, a lower average depth of target outlet there for Matt Ryan. But, yeah, I mean, as far as his PPR points per game, he's tops on the slate outside of Hunter Henry, who over the course of the last three games is averaging 18.57 uh, PPR points per game. So it's certainly Austin Hooper. You could play him. There are some punt tight ends that we'll get into here uh, on the on the uh, on the pod, but um, I mean, I'm certainly interested in playing Austin Hooper this week, especially now that it looks like Matt Ryan is going to be playing. And if he's playing with a high ankle sprain, that's got to make you think that he's going to be looking to get the ball out quick, 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 quick. What does that make you think? Average depth of target. You know, that, that's like security blanket. Austin Hooper. Um, on the Seattle side, of course. Russell Wilson has the number one matchup on the roster watch matchup tool this week for opposing quarterbacks in the Atlanta Falcons. They can't get pressure for shit, and they're horrible on the back end. So 
do you know where they'd be getting murderers in the slot? And let me just look at the let me look at the injury report here for this game. As always, super 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 prepared here for this. So for the Falcons, we have okay. So we have Grady Jarrett is questionable, which is clearly good for good for Chris Carson. Desmond Trufant is out. Ito's out. On the Seahawks side, they just now traded for Quandre Diggs, who played a lot of slot for the Detroit Lions, but it's looking like he's not going to play. And you know what? Whenever he was tasked with tasked in Detroit with just targeting slot wide receiver, like Quant- I've known Quandre for a long time. He, he played down here at Texas. He's he's he's, he's from Angleton. He is he's he's cousins with with uh, with um. Was it Nathan Vasher or Quentin Jammer? One of those two. I think it was Quentin Jammer. I gotta look that up now. Jesus Christ! It's Nathan Vasher is a Quentin Jammer from Angleton. Quentin Jammer, Angleton. Yeah, yeah. So he's 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 cousins with Quentin Jammer. <laughs> yeah, Bay, Bay City, Texas. Um, regardless. What the hell was I even saying? Man, I need to get back to this damn party. Oh, okay. Uh, the um, Seattle side. So Tyler Lockett in the slot. I started talking about the slot for the Atlanta Falcons, the slot corner for the Atlanta Falcons. I, for some reason, got on to, to – how did I get on to Diggs? Oh, because I'm looking at the injury report. Okay. So we have – it doesn't look like there's any injury designation for DeMonte Casey. And he is fast. And people talk about how they, you know, the the Falcons get murdered in the slot, and I do tend to agree. I do think that the matchup for a guy like Lockett is kind of kind of better though than it is for any of these bigger kind of slot uh, type of wide receivers that can really manhandle that dude. Casey's super fast. We timed him at like twenty three point two miles per hour at his Senior Bowl, so something to keep in mind there versus the speedy Tyler Lockett on the outside. I think that this could be a, I mean, this could be a monster DK Metcalf game. If you look at his uh, air yards market share for this team, I believe when I looked, it was fairly high. Let's see the air yards market share for DK Metcalf. We're talking a 27% market share here. So, I mean, he's got the same market share of air yards as guys like Brandon Cooks, you know, these big downfield threats that we uh, these big downfield threats that we talk about at times, you know, clearly not up there with the Tyree kills or the, or the, uh, you know, the T Y Hilton's or this type of Kenny Galladay's or the John Brown's, but, um, certainly a decent enough target share, decent enough market share. And at some point he's going to have to break out and score some touchdowns. It's what they like to use him down there. So I think DK Metcalf's in a good spot. This is, uh, you know, somebody who's popping big time in our models. I think he's just, what is he? 4,800 on DraftKings. He might be my favorite play on the Seahawks. I mean, it, no, he's he, so he's 5,000 on DraftKings. Um, he did not pop quite as much on FanDuel as we'll talk about. There's just some excellent value at the wide receiver position over there. W- one of them being Calvin Ridley, who's just 5,400 in this exact same game. Um, Chris Carson probably buried the lead here. He might be one of the most popular plays on the whole entire slate against our number 11 matchup on the whole entire week. Probably a little bit better value on FanDuel where he's 8,000 as opposed to the 7,000. On DraftKings, you're saving about 1.5% of your total uh, salary allotment. But if you just look at the total touches you know, on the remaining portion of this slate, we have Christian McCaffrey at 27 points per game, Leonard Fournette at 20, I'm sorry, 27 touches per game, Leonard Fournette at 24.57, and then the next guy up 
is Chris Carson at 23 per game. It's a good matchup, uh, 53.5 point over under. Chris Carson's certainly in play here. They hate Rashad Penny, and that remains one of the shittiest picks I've ever seen any NFL team make to spend a first-round pick on a dude who they hate so much. Uh, John Schneider should have just talked to Pete Carroll before he made that pick and said, look, if I draft this guy, are you just going to fucking bench him all the time? Have you ever tried shaving your balls? Because if you've tried it, you know that it's a very hit or miss <laughs> it's a very hit or miss situation and it's usually missed because what you want to do is you want to make things fresh down there you want to make things clean down there you want to make it nice for yourself but in the process of doing so it's such a sensitive area it's, it's so easy to get these snags and these nicks and these cuts what i'm telling you right now is because of manscaped.com what manscaped has is the lawnmower 2.0 it has a proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer is not going to nick you it's not going to snag you it's not going to hurt you there's also the crop preserver which is anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer and look guys you already put deodorant on your armpits why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body 85 percent of women think that bad grooming is a major turnoff that's that's thanks to dr drew and 80 80 percent of women think that men should manscape below the belt via an independent study uh, i just want you to hear from my wife is it true that 85 percent of women feel like it's a turnoff that for men not to groom down there um, yes, and hair is disgusting. Well, but what about me for the, I didn't, I hadn't taken care of this until Manscaped sent me this big basket of stuff. <laughs> this um, is a special offer just for my listeners. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's right. Manscaped is offering Roster Watch listeners 20% off and free shipping. To get yours, go to manscaped.com and use promo code ROSTERWATCH. Again, manscaped.com, use the promo code ROSTERWATCH and get 20% off and free shipping. Denver at Indy. This game has a 42 over under. It opened up at 43 and a half. It looks like 67% of the tickets are on the under and 96% of the money. So, hey, do you know, do you know what that's telling you? That's telling you to bet the under if you want to tell what the Sharps are doing. I mean, don't listen to me for um, your picks or whatever, but that's a, that's a, a pick that I would certainly be making uh, if I was in a state where there was legal sports betting or if I had an account at mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code ROSTER for 100% deposit bonus. Let's see. Indy's a five-point favor in this one. I'm glad. So I got them at minus four in the MyBookie.ag Super Contest. 76% of the bets on Indy, 72% of the money on Indy. So maybe a little bit, tiny, tiny, tiny little bit of sharp support here for the Denver Broncos to cover. Well, let's start on the Denver Broncos side. We can get through this quick. I mean, I'm not playing Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman. I am not playing – I'm just trying to – you know, I'm playing – I'm not playing Deshaun Hamilton, even though he's super cheap, and there's no more Emmanuel Sanders. Cortland Sutton popped in both of our models. Uh, let's see if he's better. I think he might be a you – know, I think he's a better value on one of the sites. It looks like he's 5,300 on DK and only 6,000 on FanDuel, so you might like him a little bit better over there on FanDuel. 
He's just getting it uh, just a, a, ton, a ton of air yards. Uh, one of the highest weighted opportunity rankings on the whole entire slate. If you look at uh, Josh Hermsmeyer's uh, air yards uh, weighted opportunity ratings model, and uh, somebody who's just a, a complete stud, and he, you know, he's not a guy who we're going to be counting on to be getting way down the field to make these splash, um, these huge downfield splash plays. Uh, you know that that Everflus's scheme is so good at preventing. I think that he's a guy we can see maybe getting utilized this week on a bunch of slant routes, a bunch of posts, a bunch of digs, and you know just bodying up and getting this stuff. And that zone defense will allow you to do that if you're the kind of player and the kind of separator with contested catch ability that Cortland Sutton is. Um, I mean, Noah Fant, God, that guy's got shit for hands, dude. Yeah, my comp for him coming out was Eric Ebron, and one of the reasons was I'm like I wasn't sure about those hands. His hands are worse than Eric Ebron's. His hands are like Nelson Aguilar. He's like he's like the Nelson Aguilar version of a tight end. On the indie side, I mean, I, look, can you really be that interested in T.Y. Hilton? He had a pretty good prop. I did made the Vegas props tool earlier. I was a little bit surprised at, you know. Uh, his, I mean, he has, he has a five reception over-under. He's plus 100 to score, 66.5-yard over-under for his prop. Um, Jack Doyle did show up on the injury report. It's questionable. If he doesn't go, one of the punt tight end plays you can maybe look at is Eric Ebron. Uh, not necessarily the best of all spots for that guy. I mean, it's probably actually the probably actually the third worst tight end matchup on the whole entire slate. But if you're into... You're into swerving off of some of these good tight ends and going for, you know, going, I just meant, it's like the Eric Ebron bull here with Noah Fant versus Eric Ebron. We could get like five drops out of these goddamn tight ends. So that'd be fun. That'd be fun to watch. Marlon Mack, I know that he had a better prop than I thought. 69.5 rush yards, one and a half receptions, and a 10 and a half receiving yards are his over-unders. He's minus 110 to score in this, and absolutely nobody will be on him. He is not popping in our model. I haven't seen him popping in any models. So with all that being said, maybe he's a guy who you can look to this week if you're looking to get really weird and contrarian in tournaments. Uh, you know, Only 6,800 on FanDuel, I believe, on DK. He is 6,100, so uh, probably a little bit better value over there on FanDuel for him. Uh, who else, man? I mean, yes, Jacoby Brissett. I mean, if you guys are playing in the Millionaire Maker, of course, you, look, you know that our models are sometimes going to have plays on them that I don't necessarily like, and I'm going to play players who aren't in on the cheat sheets and who aren't popping in our models because, you know, I play a lot of cash games, but I play in a lot of big field tournaments too. And when I'm playing in these big field tournaments, like if you want to try and win a million bucks, like I haven't won a million bucks, but I just know when you examine the lineups of these people who do win these huge tournaments, these guys get weird and creepy. They get on games that nobody else is on. And this is a game that nobody's going to be on. So, I mean, if you, I mean, if you want to get creepy, go ahead. I, I don't think these plays are any good, but uh, outside of Sutton, but, um, by all means, if, if you're interested, go for it. I'm just I'm looking at here to see, you know, uh, from the Bron- just as far as injuries to keep in mind here on the Broncos side, the one that's probably the biggest is the is right tackle Juwan James. He's questionable. On the Colts side, we have uh, Paris Campbell, who's looking like he could come back, but he's questionable. Uh, Kenny Moore is questionable with the knee, so that is probably a bigger deal for Deshaun Hamilton than anybody else. 
Pierre Desir is questionable with a hamstring. If he couldn't go, that would be huge news for Cortland Sutton. So uh, just keep that in mind. That's, that's actually a big deal. I, I should have probably looked into that before. No Pierre Desir would be big for Cortland Sutton. And if you hear kids in the background, I'm sorry, man, but fuck it, dude. Like, I'm trying to get this done with a goddamn bouncy house and everything else going on in the backyard. Arizona and New Orleans, what a cool game this is going to be with my boy, my high school quarterback, 1997 – or not, no, 1996, 1990. Well, I guess it was 1996, 1997 school year that we won the state championship at Austin Westlake. But uh, thanks to Drew Brees for putting that state championship ring on my uh, on my finger, and thanks to Drew Brees for coming back this week for one of my biggest dynasty leagues. It looks like we're we are going to get Drew, and as such, the New Orleans Saints have now moved from a 7.5-point favorite to start the week over the Cardinals to now an 11.5-point favorite. We do not know whether or not we're going to get Alvin Kamara back in this game with a total of 48 in the Dome. Looks like 51% of the tickets are on the Cardinals, but only 47% of the money. 51% of the tickets are on the over, but only 43% of the money. Um... Look, the big shoe that we're waiting to drop, it's a big, big big, week for news. The shoe we're waiting to drop is Alvin Kamara. If he does not go, it puts Latavius Murray in just the excellent spot to get the same sort of usage as he did last week versus a tougher matchup in Chicago. This week, it's just it's going to be a bonanza if he gets that same usage versus this shitty Arizona Cardinals defense. Um if I mean, look, if Kamara does play, he could be a great tournament option, though, for sure. Um, and then we have, uh, of course, probably one of the best plays on the slate is Michael Thomas. I mean, he would have been great with or without Drew Brees. He's he's just he's been amazing. But you know, he came in with a he, as always, man. Michael Thomas comes in with a great. Uh, I think I did. I did I see his. So, no, no, no. Oh, yeah. So this is one game where we did not get props because we're still waiting on um, – he just came in with a really big projection from, 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 from our model. And um, we're, we're, no props yet on this game because we're still waiting on Christian Kirk. We're still – at the time I did the props this morning, we were still waiting on Drew Brees, and we are still waiting on Alvin Kamara. So it's like the books are not going to give us any of that stuff until tomorrow morning. I'll try and get it updated then for our pro members at rosterwatch.com. Um, and with, look, with Drew Brees back, the, this opens up a little bit of a sneaky tournament play for Ted Ginn Jr. Just keep it in mind in the back of your mind. And just like with Chase Edmonds last week, remember I told you. On the other side... Not interested in Kyler Murray, to, but then again, hey, with Chase Edmonds, I, I don't think that David Johnson's going to play again this week. I'm not sure David Johnson's going to even win his job back. I told you last week about Chase Edmonds. Um, let's hope some of you got, managed to get him in. Even, Jesus, even more than I did. I got the news at the very last minute that David Johnson was going to be active, and I got off a whole ton of Chase Edmonds, which is just a whole crybaby story I know you don't want to hear, but goddamn, it could have made just a, a huge, huge difference for me, um, from having a good week to having, you know, one of the best weeks, you know, I could have ever had if I would have had Chase Edmonds at like 1.7% ownership. You're not going to get him at 1.7% ownership this week, and he is priced up, but a better price over on FanDuel than on DraftKings, I do believe. Let me just look and see, make sure I'm not lying, make sure I'm not lying through my teeth and fibbing fibbing to you morons, not that you're morons. 
That's just a loving, loving way of saying it. No, it's um. Oh yeah. So I'm uh, see. I'm I'm not lying to you guys. Sixty two hundred on DraftKings, sixty one hundred on FanDuel. So much better over there. He's please. I mean, he's plus one fifty to score, and we don't even know uh, David Johnson's official status at this point in time. Chase Edmonds, uh, just that guy's been a baller. Even whenever David, he, I, I if you can't tell, I love Chase Edmonds. I'm gonna be playing a ton of him. He's popping in our models. He's he's been he's been um, popping off as a guy I'm interested in. And as far as on the Cardinal side, that's probably about it. I'm, Larry Fitzgerald's just so old and just kind of creaky. He doesn't seems to lose a lot of steam through games. So I don't think I'm going to go there. Even though you know we love to target the slot versus these uh, versus these Saints. If Christian Kirk did go, I would love to be able to get him in. Uh, you know, just a more dynamic weapon in there uh, to to face off against these slot corners of the New Orleans Saints. I don't think I'm missing it. Oh, oh, and the the whatever the tight end flow chart that Al Zeidenfeld talks about. Al Al Smizzle, Arizona. I mean, the, <laughs> I don't know what that. I mean, the flow chart. I guess it just means you know you, you play tight ends versus Arizona last week. It didn't get there with Evan Ingram, but Red Ellison did get in. The only team it hasn't worked with has been with Tyler Eifert when he only ran like 16 routes. So if you're feeling creepy, like we were talking about earlier in that Denver Indy game, and want to play a play that's not so good, maybe you could get on to Josh Hill as Jared Cook looks like he will be out in this one. Um, any other like injuries here that we need to be keeping in mind for uh, just – so we have – Okay, so for the Cardinals, we have you know, Jordan Hicks is questionable with the calf, David Johnson and Christian Kirk, who we mentioned. And I mean, this looks I mean, that's a lot of linebackers that are out for the card that could be out for the Cardinals. Jordan Hicks, Dennis Gardeck, Hassan Reddick, and Ezekiel Turner. So if all those guys are out and we get Alvin Kamara, <laughs> like might be good to pivot to Alvin Kamara. Whenever ty- whenever linebackers are slow and can't move, um, <laughs> you don't mind having Alvin Kamara in a Drew Brees offense who's the best quarterback to ever dump, uh, dump footballs off to a running back in the screen game. And I mean that quite literally. There's no hyperbole when I say it. You, you might want to play Alvin Kamara. And then certainly if Latavius goes, just play him. He's going to be an auto lock especially on FanDuel. If I would have told you at any point prior to the NFL season that the Patriots and the 49ers would be the two remaining undefeated teams through six weeks, you'd call me crazy, right? Maybe you wouldn't because you saw it coming. But look, the Pats are 6-0 and they don't even have Gronkowski. What exactly will it take to stop them? It continues to be an exciting season. And I'll tell you what, you don't have to sit back and watch this season unfold with your hands in your pockets because you too can get in on the action. Support your team every weekend or take advantage of your football knowledge to bring home the bacon with my bookie. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and the NHL seasons, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. There's plenty to bet on and always cash to be won. And if you if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, you could just pick a couple of the big favorites this week, and parlays are perfect. They let you bet multiple games together, and in turn, you get a much bigger payout when they hit. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because nobody gives you more ways to win. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie. 
And if you join right now, my bookie will double your first deposit. You just have to use our promo code ROSTER, R-O-S-T-E-R, to activate that offer. That's promo code ROSTER to double your cash. Deposit the money, double it. Just use promo code ROSTER. Get double your money. Start getting in on the action today by visiting mybookie.ag. That is mybookie.ag, promo code ROSTER. You play, you win, you get paid. Los Angeles Chargers at Chicago Bears. This game has a 41-point over under. The Chicago Bears are three-and-a-half-point favorites after opening up as six-point favorites. I got them at minus four. I wish I could would have waited a little bit. 52% of the tickets on the over, 57% of the money on the over, 61% of the tickets on the Chargers, 69% of the money on the Chargers. Okay, um... I, I can't play Melvin Gordon, but if look, all right, so on the Chargers side, Keenan Allen looks like he's going to be out. And if you go to rosterwatch.com and look at the Vegas tool, you'll see right at the very top, as far as over on DraftKings, the top guy to show up on the Vegas tool this week is Mike Williams at 4K. He has a four and a half reception, 60.5 yard over under. He's also at the very top of Josh Hermsmeyer's air yards by low model this week. I've, I've, um, I've really come to like that air yards by low model. <laughs> so um, it's something I've been paying attention to. And I think that Mike Williams, and we did discuss last week, the John Proctor theory of, of course, our guy, John Proctor from over at the power hour, one of the guys I consider the, you know, a friend in the industry and one of the sharpest people I, I know and really like to listen to did mention that that had to do with Mike Williams getting thrown two Hail Marys and just kind of being down there and standing fucking around when a Hail Mary gets tossed by Phillip Rivers. But still, uh, I mean, add in the fact that there's no Keenan Allen, Mike Williams should technically be in a pretty good spot here, even though it's a really bad matchup versus the Chicago Bears going to Chicago. Um, Look, if no Keenan Allen, I kind of like Austin Eckler here. And Austin Eckler is cheap, and he plays out of the slot, and... um, I just, you know, Austin Eckler, just his his receiving chops alone are enough to make you think that I need to fix this on the Vegas tool. God damn it. I didn't even put in his I, I didn't put in his, his rushing prop, but he has a five reception, 44 and a God damn it. Fix Eckler rushing prop. Rushing prop. A five reception, 44 and a half yard just on receptions only. Look, Melvin Gordon's not going to probably get too far running up into the guts of this defense. They could use Austin Eckler a whole lot, especially if there's no Keenan Allen. So if there's no Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, I think you can play them even though it's against a tough defense. Hunter Henry's probably one of the chalkiest tight end plays on the whole entire slate. And on DraftKings, he is by far the highest value tight end at 2.7x of his salary, 4,900 if we're basing it on the Vegas props alone. He has a five reception, 62.5 yard over under, only plus 200 to score a touchdown, which I found a little bit, a little bit odd in this game where no Keenan Allen is projected. But, you know, uh, for 4,900 on DraftKings, he's going to be really, really popular. Uh, on the Chicago side, could it, this Los Angeles Chargers defense absolutely sucks. Right, I mean, they absolutely suck. They're missing all of their best defensive linemen. And last week, do you know that didn't even matter for Derrick Henry? He, for some reason, he's looked bad lately. Um, David Montgomery has some juice though, and 
while it's hard to project him having a monster after he gets two touches or whatever the hell it was in that disaster last week, I think this is a spot where the Bears can kind of bounce back a little bit. I think Mitchell Trubisky really probably wants to get all of the haters off of his back. He's been a guy that we've seen win millionaire makers for people before. We talk about having to go to those weird spots in tournaments. This is one, you know, stack Mitchell Trubisky with Allen Robinson or play David Montgomery in this game and stack him with the Bears defense. I mean, it's Phillip Rivers with the, the worst offensive line that he's ever had, and he can't move in the pocket, and it's guys like Khalil Mack coming after him. No Keenan Allen to dump it off to. So, uh, you know, I could see see going all kinds of ways with that over there on the Bears side, but, uh, you know, definitely more of a tournament kind of angle that we would be looking at there for sure. All right, the New York Jets at Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the Jets are seven-point underdogs going down to the Jags. Uh, Sam Darnold seeing ghosts is a 62% of the tickets are on him and 77% of the money. So they think that he could be seeing green this week as far as the sharps. That's kind of that's a, a lot of lot of sharp a lot of sharp support for the public sentiment there. 62% of the tickets, 77% of the money say the Jets will cover here which is interesting because the game script everybody's hoping for is Leonard Fournette to have another monster game with the usage that he's had so far this season. I mean, we talked about the usage earlier, and, I mean, when you have a guy that is, what, uh, 20, 25 touches per game, I mean, he's, he's, getting, he's getting five and a half targets per game, four receptions, almost 18 points a game, even in PPR. I mean, Leonard Fournette has been an absolute usage monster, and he's minus 165 to score in this game. Uh, Need to keep an eye on D.D. Westbrook here, but I feel like D.J. Chark, it could be a good bounce back for him after he let some people down last week. Always like going back to those guys who are good players after we know that they let people down last week when they were you know, decently highly owned. And D.J. Chark, I believe, was decently highly owned versus the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Uh, any key injuries do we need to look at here? Um, we have, oh, not the Titans, it's the Jaguars. Okay, so it is, so Chris Herndon for the, is doubtful. Um, Coleccio Simley with a shoulder, even though Adam Gase would like him to play through his injury. What an asshole, by the way. Um, he's doubtful, so questionable. Uh, we have Trumaine Johnson questionable. That doesn't matter, he's shitty anyway. Quite out for the Jaguars, uh, Quincy Williams at linebacker, Najee Good at linebacker. We've known about that. And questionable is D.D. Westbrook with the shoulder and the neck. That is one where it seems like he's probably actually pretty pretty questionable. So keep an eye on that. That's the reason I didn't mention him. Although I should mention that uh, he did not have a prop uh, while ever all of his teammates did. They even had a prop for Chris Conley this week. Uh, at at the, at the different sports books that sent them to us, so keep that in mind. Didi, you know, you know that 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 cue next to his name this week is definitely significant. Um, on the New York Jets side, I I mean, could I interest you in playing Le'Veon Bell? It's not a bad matchup this week. He's plus one ten to score. He looks like a great value over on FanDuel. In fact, if I look at the Week Eight DFS flex values based on NFL 
player props. He looks like the number two value on the whole slate for FanDuel for basically on his prop. He has a 70.5 rushing yard, three and a half reception, and a 36.5 receiving yard prop at plus 110 to score. That's 2.19x value on that 7K that he is over there on FanDuel. I could have interest in playing Le'Veon Bell. The thing is, on FanDuel, I really want to play Fournette. He's just such a smash value over there. And do you really want to play two running backs in the same game? Study after study have shown that that's just a pretty bad negative correlation. So, I mean, I think maybe in cash games you could do it. In tournaments, though, it tends to limit your ceiling just a bit. So uh, keep that in mind there. But Le'Veon Bell is certainly in play. Um, can you play Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, Darnold? I mean, I think you can, but I just – I mean, I'm not going to do it. I'm playing Robbie Anderson. I'm playing Robbie Anderson in one fourteen team dynasty league, and I'm not pumped about it. Cincinnati visiting the no. I'm not going to let myself get swindled. They're not visiting the Los Angeles Rams. This game is being played over in London, and I'm not going to. As you can tell, I've been yelling at people all day to get bouncy houses done and bring this chair here, bring this shit here. My voice is too crackly to do my shitty. English impersonation. The over-under in this game is 47 and a half. The line is Los Angeles minus 11 and a half. So that thing's moved up actually. It was minus 10 when I got it earlier in the week. 77% of the tickets on the Rams, 83% of the money on the Rams. So the Sharps are backing the public sentiment here. 66% of the tickets on the under, only 50% of the money on the under though. So they think this thing could shoot out over in old London town. There you go. You got it. That sounded more Australian. Um, all right, on the Cincinnati Bengals side, I, I just who can you have interest on on this team? I hate Joe Mixon behind this offensive line. I hate Andy Dalton. He's about to get benched. Auden Tate, no, th- I mean, no, thank you. That's the exact opposite type of outside wide receiver that I'd ever want to take versus Jalen Ramsey. We should see more of Jalen Ramsey this week after he played about half the snaps last week. Tyler Boyd, though. I mean, we can't keep getting swindled, can we? One of these weeks, he's got to go big. He's kind of, he falls in that DJ Chark category, and especially over on FanDuel. He, I mean, Tyler Boyd's only 5,600. They're begging you to play him. He has a five reception, 69.5 yard over under. He's plus 175 to score. I think he's a fine play over there. The Rams defense is a great play. Are you, are you man or woman enough to play Todd Gurley? Because Todd Gurley's got the best matchup of the week. And on FanDuel, he's only 7,400. That's the same price he is on DraftKings. He's minus 175 to score. It's not like he's not. I mean, people bitch about how he's not really getting the usage. He's, he's getting 16.17 touches per game. He's getting four targets a game. It's the best matchup in all fantasy football. Malcolm Brown's not playing. So, I mean, if you're not interested in Todd Gurley, you probably should have a little bit of interest in like a super, super cheap Daryl Henderson. I have interest in Todd Gurley in this game. The wide receivers, I mean, I should go outside and just play, play the goddamn pin the tail on the donkey. I just, I'd be just as lucky doing that as picking who's going who's gonna to go off for these guys. But, I mean, if I had to choose my order of operations, it would probably be Cooper Cup, maybe Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks. I don't know. I don't know. Literally. I mean, throw, throw them in a – throw the names in a hat and pick one. Um Gerald Everett could be a, could be sort of a sneaky good play too. I think, I 
think that the Bengals are a good matchup versus everybody. Let me just see here. No, not a not, I mean, middling matchup versus, uh, versus the um, Cincinnati Bengals here and only probably a play over on DraftKings. But really, I mean, you could play him at 4,300 whenever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you would. There are just other guys. You can just go all the way down to like the Johnny Smiths of the world, you know, without Delaney Walker playing or the like Cameron Brait, you know, without OJ Howard playing. If you're looking to punt, you can go to down to TJ Hawkinson versus the versus the uh, Giants. I'm just I'm not sure. On to the next game. Here we go to. Oh, speaking of the New York Giants. Okay, so we'll get it right to the New York Giants and the Detroit Lions. This game at 59.5 over under. The Detroit Lions are 6.5 point favorites. 52% of the tickets on the Giants and 74% of the money. The Sharps love the Giants here to cover. Wow. 53% of the tickets on the over. 74% of the money on the over. The Sharps love this game to go over. They think this game goes over and they think that this game is closer than most would expect with the Giants keeping it close. So look, man, we talked about these weird spots. This is a spot that's not that weird. You can play Matt Stafford. You can play Kenny Galladay. You can play Marvin Jones. The big One of the biggest questions of this slate is what to do with Ty Johnson. No carry on Johnson in this matchup. We saw last week that Chase Edmonds looked like goddamn Gale Sayers against this shitty New York Giants defense. Ty Johnson was a player that we liked in our prospect modeling, a player that we liked in our um, in our film scouting, one of the few running backs that I did not get to see live, except only in one game game setting that was actually versus Texas. But we like to go see these guys in actual workout settings. Did not get to see Ty Johnson. Did not get to put a stopwatch on him like we do the rest of these guys. Certainly didn't get to put any GPS technology on him. But I, he's fast, and he's not small, right? He's two ten. He's sub 4-4, and what the Detroit Lions have done this week is they have called Paul Perkins up off the practice squad. They have added Trey Carson off the Green Bay Packers practice squad, and they also do have J.D. McKissick, who has ties to offensive coordinator Daryl Bevel from their time together in what uh, Seattle. So could it be a four-headed committee? Yes. Could it fuck us? Yes. But Ty Johnson also could be a guy at his pricing that you could end up needing this week. He's going to be fairly popular. The matchup's good. So you can get him in. If you don't want to play him, fade him. Play Stafford and play play Galladay or Jones or Hawkinson. Uh, on the other side, the New York Giants side, Saquon Barkley's back. It's almost like I want to play Saquon Barkley over Christian McCaffrey this week. I just worry so much about that San Francisco 49ers defense. With that being said, this could be the lowest ownership we see on Christian McCaffrey all year. And if that is the deal, it's like, well, I mean, what are we really doing if we're not trying to take chances on guys like Christian McCaffrey at low ownership? What kind of donkeys are we? What kind of, what kind of stones do we really have? If we're saying, oh, I'm, 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 I'm too scared to play the best player in fantasy. But, I, I mean, the Detroit Lions defense is not – I mean, let's just look at the matchup. I mean, this matchup is the number five matchup of the week for Saquon. I mean, on FanDuel, he's really hard to get away from. He's, he's 86. He's cheaper on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. So, 
I just people are going to be worried about the high ankle sprain and everything like that. I mean, I I, I get it. They're going to say, look, Leonard Fournette seventy seven hundred. I, I like him better. Uh, Chris Carson's eight thousand. I like him better. I'm, I don't want to pay this extra, you know, six hundred to get up to Saquon Barkley. But I think I'm going to have a good bit of Barkley in in, in Fanduel. Um, Evan Ingram, of course, Golden Tate, all those guys. Like, stack this game, man. Like, this isn't even one that's that weird. But no one, I don't think that many people are going to be on it. The Sharps thing is going to go over. I, I like it. I, I like this one. That's a good tournament. Like, that's a good tournament stacking environment. Our models like it, and the ownership's going to be a little bit lower in it. So get in there. Fire some in there. Am I forgetting anything? I got to be forgetting something, but I'm sorry, guys. Like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Um, the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Tennessee Titans, 45.5 total. That thing's moved down from 47. Uh, 67% of the money is on the Tampa, 67% of the tickets on the Bucks at plus two and a half, 73% of the money also there with the Bucks. It looks like 50% of the tickets on the under, 63% of the money on the under. So some uh, public, so some sharp sentiment there that this game might be lower scoring than we think. And look, my hands are off of Derrick Henry. That guy last week versus the Chargers, like I said, I didn't like it. I thought that it was a, um, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, a spot wherever they were injured, they were looking bad. God damn it, Texas just gave up another goddamn touchdown to TCU. Um, and Derrick Henry just didn't seem like his vision. I don't, I just, I don't know what it was last week. And the last team that I want to run anybody up against is this absolute run funnel Tampa Bay defense. Look at the matchup tool for this Tampa Bay defense. Let me just pull up the goddamn matchup tool at Roster Watch. This thing looks like a sea of blue, except for the running back position, where it's so. Let's see. Yeah, number six matchup for quarterbacks. Number one matchup for wide receivers. Number two matchup for tight ends. The worst matchup on the slate for running backs. No thank you, Derrick Henry. But for the wide receivers, look, I, I th- play. we talk about tournament stuff. Play Ryan Tannehill and stack him with Corey Davis or A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown was our favorite prospect this year. He's sick. And he's got a guy that will throw the ball to him now. Tannehill's better than Mariota. Mariota sucks. And then we mentioned it earlier, Delaney Walker out, so it opens things up a little bit for Jonu Smith. On the Tampa Bay side, I noticed, man, Chris Godwin, a big six-and-a-half reception, 90-yard prop here in this spot. All you've been hearing about all week is people talking about the size mismatch between uh, Malcolm Butler and um, and Mike Evans. I mean, what's it, who's, who's going to be on Chris Godwin? Was that going to be a Dory Jackson or something? I mean – well, I I, th- I, th- I haven't heard much talk about uh, Chris Chris Godwin this week, so you can certainly play him. And then you know the B- the other news out of this game, no OJ Howard. So uh, well, it's not a great matchup. I don't think it's a, is it a good matchup for opposing tight ends. It's actually a good matchup for opposing tight ends. It's the only good matchup that Tennessee actually provides. 21 for the opposing quarterbacks, 19 for opposing running backs, 25 for opposing wide receivers, the number seven matchup this week for opposing tight ends. Could I interest you in some Cameron Bray? He seems to do some things in these spots. Feels a little thin, I know, but uh, you just somewhere you could certainly go. All right, let's, let's get through these. Uh, are we even to the God? We're not even to the afternoons. How many afternoon games do we have? We have three afternoon games. We're to the last one here of the 
early window, I think. And that is the Philadelphia Eagles going to the Buffalo Bills. This one should be quick. I think Philly could win this game outright. I just don't know how they're going to do it. It just seems like it's a good team, a good coach, a good quarterback. And they need to start winning. You know, they, they, they need to start winning. And Buffalo's 5-1. and one. It feels like a little bit of a fraudulent 5-1. and one. They're one-and-a-half-point favorites in this spot. 50% of the tickets on Philly, 69% of the money on Philly. So the Sharps agree with me here. 56% of the money on the under, 56% of the tickets on the under, 66% of the money on the under. So I think the best plays on the Buffalo side, I think the best play on the, the only play on the Buffalo side is John Brown versus this shitty Philly secondary. He will get loose for one. On the Philly side, I, I don't know what to do. It's a terrible matchup for Zach Ertz. How do you ever choose if you're going to play Alshon Jeffrey? It's like these are good cornerbacks. This is a good defense. Number 26, it's the second worst matchup of the week for opposing wide receivers, the worst matchup of the week for opposing tight ends. I mean, maybe play Miles Sanders. I don't, like, I don't know. Like, th- this, is just a, this is a game that we can just kind of skip over. Uh, unless you want to get real weird in tournaments and, and stack it up. But no Deshaun Jackson, man. When's that guy going to get back? Carolina Panthers and San Francisco 49ers. We talked about this one a little bit earlier, so we'll just go through it quickly. San Francisco's five-point favorites in this spot. We have 65% of the tickets on Carolina and 76% of the money on Carolina. 61% of the tickets on the under. 44% of the, of the money on the under, though. So a little bit of sharp uh, support here for this game going over this lowly total. Christian McCaffrey, do you play him like we talked about it earlier? Are you, are, are you a coward? Are you a coward? Can, can you only play chalk? Can you only play good players when they're in great spots? Are some players matchup proof? Like Christian McCaffrey's had bad games this year versus Tampa Bay, so you can't say he's matchup proof this season. But... His usage seems like it – I mean, usage and opportunity trump, trump all. And is San Francisco really this good? Like, are they really this good? I mean, I know we see all the pictures of Robert Saleh on the sidelines and, you know, Shanahan's getting all the, you know, is he the coach of the year and all this bullshit. But, I mean, are they really this good? I mean, we're going to see. It's in one more week of Kyle Allen. Um, but – you know, to, to, to me, this spot, you know, whenever we look at it, it's like Carolina's facing the basically the worst matchup across the board for all positions. It's the worst matchup of the week. It's the it's either the worst or the second worst at every single position. So take that for what you will. On the San Francisco side, the best matchup of this week uh, is for the opposing running backs. And I mean, Good luck choosing between Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. I mean, if you get that right, you can probably win yourself a tournament. Um, Tevin Coleman, only a, he has like a 60 total yard prop, one receptions. I believe he was plus 150 to score. And they did not even – oh, I did not even have a prop offered for Matt Breida. Do we even get a touchdown prop on Matt Breida? Let me see. I'll see if I can get a touchdown prop for you guys on Matt Breida here. Yeah, so Matt Breida's plus 150 to score. I think that Tevin, yeah, Tevin's plus 120 to score. Matt Breida looks like he's probably a better play over on FanDuel than he is on DraftKings. Tevin Coleman's the exact same salary allotment on DraftKings as he's on FanDuel. 
Oakland at the Houston Texans, most of the, most everybody's favorite game of the week at 51.5 point total. Another game where we are going to need to wait on a bunch of news. Houston, 6.5 point favorites in this game. 70% of the tickets on Houston. Only, 62, only 64% of the money. 69% of the bets on the over. 92% of the money on the over. The Sharps love the over in this game. Just saying. This is the kind of game where I like to play Derek Carr. We need to. We we need to. All right. So here are the injuries that we're that we're waiting on. We're waiting on Tyrell Williams. We're waiting on Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs says he'll play, but a lot of dumbass rookies say they'll play. Tyrell Williams. Who knows if Who knows if he'll play? But if he's back, obviously that's a boon for the offense. Um, it's a great matchup for a, a player of his skill set versus the slow Houston corners. Uh, Darren Waller. Houston hasn't been a great matchup this year, I don't think, for opposing tight ends. Let me make them. No, they, they've been they've been a, probably a bottom ten matchup for opposing tight ends thus far this year. But this is a great matchup for opposing quarterbacks. A great matchup for opposing wide receivers. Darren Waller plays more like a damn wide receiver than a tight end anyway. So this is you want to get weird. Play Derek Carr with Darren Waller. Bring it back on the other side with Kenny Stills. Bring it back with Kenny Stills. I'm just saying. No Will Fuller in this game. Things are going to open up for Kenny Stills, for DeAndre Hopkins, for Kiki QT, and for the best play on the slate at quarterback, which is Deshaun Watson. The one way we can get swindles is, is this turns into a Carlos Hyde game versus the Raiders, which it certainly could. And Carlos Hyde goes for a bunch of touchdowns. It could be the ultimate troll job if you look for leverage against one of the most popular spots on the slate. Kenny Stills is probably going to be 30 to 40% owned over on DraftKings. Not as highly over on FanDuel where he's a lot more expensive. But he will be the salary relief that everybody looks to because he's been so very efficient uh, with his plays throughout his entire career, whether it's in New Orleans, whether it's Miami. Whenever he's gotten opportunities, he's produced. He's produced on deep balls. And he makes really big plays. No Will Fuller. He steps into that role. And it could just be an epic super monster for him. I mean, these Oakland Raiders just traded Gary on Conley away this week to the Houston Texans. That was their best cornerback. So DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki QT. Those are the guys that I'm most interested in here in this game. I'll be pairing with Deshaun Watson. Certainly bringing them back with uh, guys like Darren Waller. And Tyrell Williams, uh, here's the thing. I know I'm not going to be alone in that endeavor. <laughs> so you'll have to go ahead and differentiate your roster elsewhere if that's the route that you decide to go. Okay, finally here, the last game of the, uh, the, the, the main slate here, the 325 p.m. hammer. The Cleveland Browns travel to take on the New England Patriots. The Patriots are 11-point favorites here in this game. There's a 43.5 total. 64% of the bets on the under, 74% of the money, 69% of the tickets on the Patriots, but only 59% of the tickets, or 59% of the money on the Patriots. So a little bit of sharp support here for Cleveland to cover. I don't see how they're going to do it. I think that Belichick is going to shut down Odell Beckham. Um, so it could be a nice game for Nick Chubb. But this, like, I just want to play the, I just want to play the New England defense. They're not that hard to get to. And they've been, I mean... There's some good defensive plays here on this slate, but it's like New England's just, and I guess the Rams in London versus Cincy. Those matchups just seem too juicy and good just, just to just to even pass up on. Um, 
I just don't. Cleveland is, I mean, Nick Chubb popped in our models. And do you know what, man? Over on Draft, who was on DraftKings or FanDuel in the Vegas tool? He was actually the top rated. It was on DraftKings. Because on DraftKings this week, it's weird. It's like five, six wide receivers that the Vegas tool loves. And it actually thinks that Nick Chubb is a better value at his price based on his Vegas props at 6,600 than Leonard Fournette at 7,800. Because Nick Chubb has an 81.5 rushing yard three reception, 20.5 receiving yard over under. And he's plus 120 to score. So maybe I have a blind spot for Nick Chubb here uh, in this particular spot. Uh, I just, I can't see myself playing him this week in daily fantasy when there are just other guys that I'm much more interested in. But 6,600 on DK is pretty cheap for Nick Chubb. No Baker, Jesus, no, no, no Baker for me. And if, you know, anything can happen, Anything can happen. It's the National Football League. We, like, we never know. But you just, I just, I don't know. I mean, you close your eyes at night and you just picture that New, or- that New England defense going, running down the field and scoring a touchdown, you know, setting things up for a short field for Tom Brady to hand, hand the football off to Sony Michelle at 52. What is it? What is Sony Michelle? Is Sony Michelle. 5,200 on DraftKings, minus 185 to score, giving that dude short fields. Talk about a correlation play in this NFL Week 8.